St. George's number one station with Washington County's top talk show. The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Talking with uh, Carl right a second ago. And by the way, welcome to the show. And he was like, you know, I, I think people, people need to be kinder. And I was like, yeah, he's right. And he talked with uh, my guest, who is Mayor Michelle Randall. Hi, Michelle. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I'm good. And, and she says she has a sign by her door that said it, what, something like, if in a world where you can be anything, be choose, kind. choose to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. I, I think a lot of people say, well, you can't, you got to stop being kind or you get trampled. But there's nothing wrong with being kind, right? If we'd go back to that, then think how nice of a world we'd live in. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Um, be kind. I guess you have to, along with being kind, be honest. <laughs> because, <laughs> honest, kind, you know, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. It is Mayor Thursday on the Andy Griffin Show, and the beautiful Michelle Randall is here. I feel like I haven't been here for a while. Oh, she had pneumonia last month for crying I out did. loud. Holy I mean, smoke. And it kicked my tail, I'm telling you. I'm still coughing a little bit, so I have a cough drop in. I've got my water here, but... <laughs> can't promise that I... I'm glad you're here, though. Well, I'm glad to be here. Pneumonia at our age. And by the way, she just had a birthday. We both had birthdays. Hers was Monday. Mine was yesterday. So uh, I'm older than you. And we're, we're similar in age. I won't give her age away, but uh, uh, yeah, we're... Well, no, we're not going to say you're older than me. You you look younger than me. I'm a couple days older. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. How was your birthday, by the way? It was good. It was uh, pretty mellow. You know, I, uh, the cool thing for me, my daughter, who is in Chile serving a mission, uh, called me and she had written a song. She she sang and played the ukulele and uh, wrote, wrote a song for me. Made this old guy cry. That's awesome. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, good that was a highlight. Birthday present, yeah. Highlight of the day. I had, had dinner with uh, family members and stuff, too. So it's good. Yeah. How about you? What, what? Um, my mom had everyone over for brunch when i say everyone there's i don't even know how many people were there with this is all, a big party this is a big party because <laughs> with sisters and their families and my kids and <clears throat> excuse me and then um yeah. Oh, and then I had Taco Bell that night for dinner with my grandkids. <laughs> Taco Bell for your birthday dinner. Well, you had the good brunch, so it's okay. That's where they wanted to go, and I'm like, hey, I'm good with it. And don't get me wrong, and there's nothing wrong with Taco Bell, but it's, when you think of a fancy night out, Taco Bell isn't the first thing that pops into your head. So. Well, we just went through the drive-thru and then went back to their house to eat. And Did you get them the little slushies? No, they uh, didn't no want slushies. those. Oh, no. Those are so good. Yeah. And then um, my four-year-old grandson had bought me flowers. He picked oh. them out himself, oh. so that was adorable. And That's you know. sweet. Yeah. And How many t- grandkids do you have? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. I'm up to three now with two more on the way, so... It's fun. We'll They're catch the up. best. Catch up someday, maybe. Except my four-year-old granddaughter, no, my six-year-old granddaughter called me that morning to wish me happy birthday. She's like, Grandma, how old are you? And I told her, and she's like, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she didn't say something like, how are you not dead, you know, or something like that. I'm like, oh, my is right. <laughs> the best part, though, is <clears throat> the week before I got pneumonia, I had gone to Disneyland with my oldest daughter and her husband and kids, and it was a great time. But we spent like 12 hours at the parks each day, and on the second day of our 12-hour stint at a park, my oldest grandson's 13, and we were walking out together, and and I 
had my arm in his arm and he's like, Grandma, is this what it feels like to be 40? Your back's killing you and your feet hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, Maddox, I love you so much. And he looked at me really weird and I said, but you think your grandma is 40 is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, grandma's 40. That's awesome. He's like, how old are you? I told him, he's like, oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So they're great. They can make you feel great. Then they can make you like feel really rotten too. They can be brutally <laughs> they, honest. They're brutally honest. <laughs> that's right. So uh, well, I, I, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better. Me too. Uh, Tony's okay now. Tony's okay now. So he got this when I was in Disneyland. Oh, did. And he? when I called him, I'm like, "You sound terrible." And he finally went in, got went to the doctor. So we just like to share in our family, you know. Mm. Just pass things around. Well, thank you for not sharing with me. I don't want any of that. And I, thanks to Danielle for filling in for me last time. She did on a the, fantastic job on yeah. the spur of the moment. And I just call. I'm like, there's just no way I yeah. can't. She did good. We talked about the the complete street concept, uh-huh. uh, which is really cool. And and for those that don't know, and you know, there's an article I wrote on 890kdxu.com, but it's the idea that streets are not just for cars. They're you know, we, we need to have, make sure that a street is designed so that there can be bicycles, there can be pedestrians, there can be a whole bunch of different uses besides just zoom, zoom, car, car. Well, and you're seeing a lot more bikers now with the e-bikes. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't and have... And they're going fast. And they're going fast. They yeah. are. But, you know, you don't have to do all of the physical work yourself. You can mm-hmm. you can just kind of get on there and go. And, I mean, there's people in my neighborhood and they're... Older than we are, Andy. <laughs> and they're out on the trails all the time on their e-bikes. But, nice. you know, nice. it's nice. So I have an e-bike. I just... Oh, you do? Uh-huh. I just <laughs> need to ride it. <laughs> and I need to do some pedaling, you know. So it's the concept is basically you can pedal. You can. You can as much as you want. The whole time if you want. But if you get... Uh, I, I have if a you're going uphill. Yeah, I have a friend who said, I was going up a hill and it was killing me, so he turned on the motor so by my house you can catch the trail down to the mare's loop Uh and going downhill it's great but it's a pretty (laughs) steep incline coming back into bloomington hills so that's when you you really want that little button get by with a little help from Uh your friend that's right it's great well uh i don't have one my I've been, uh, unfortunately, with my back surgeries, they have said that, that I need to stay off two-wheeled vehicles, including motorcycles, uh, because uh, I might go down. And if I go down, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. So I could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Tony probably needs to watch out for that, too. Yeah. Tony, stay off the bicycles. That's not. It's not yeah. Well, he, he's falling out of trucks and he's stuff, still, too, so. Yeah. It, you know, we're just falling apart at our age. <laughs> I, when I was when I was really sick, I mean, this, I hadn't been this sick for a really long time i'll catch a flu and stuff but um to just have your chest just killing you and your ribs and you're just coughing constantly and you can't catch your breath and and he still coughs like he'll cough all winter basically Hmm. and i said to him should we have the kids start picking our rest home already (laughs) (laughs) nice ones here in town and you can prepay that's right if they would all pitch in and pay i'd I'd go <laughs> and put me in assisted living. <laughs> do you have, and also, do you have a cemetery plot already paid for? So, 
because a lot of people that we do, my wife and I have uh, do, we, we do have some. So this is an argument Tony and I have. Okay. But I think I'm starting, I think he's starting to win this argument. So Tony's, Tony's dad was born and raised in Enterprise. And my mom was raised in Enterprise. And so all of my mom's family is buried in the Enterprise Cemetery. And mm-hmm. so is all of Tony's family. And Tony's lost now four brothers and a sister. He's oh, lost wow. five siblings and both of his parents. Out of how many siblings? Out of eight. Wow. So there's three left. Um, uh, two sisters and Tony. So his dad had bought a ton of plots in Enterprise. Hmm. And they're all just sitting there. And so Tony's like, why would we go buy a plot when we got free ones up there? <laughs> and the Interpri- and I'm like, because we've never lived in Enterprise. And he's like, who cares? When's your dad? Why do, why do you care where you're buried? <laughs> Don't you want people to come visit your And I said, grave? well, then if yeah. you go first, I'll decide. But now I'm like, I think my parents want to be buried up there, too. So I'm like, yeah, maybe. We do, you know, it's free plot. And you can have the upright. That's what's so hard here. Really? Upright. Is every plot that we have now, people want the upright headstones. And those, all those plots are gone. Oh. But we are doing a cemetery expansion. Um, we're in this budget, we're hoping to get it in this budget to where it will give us, I think it's like 3,000 more plots or something like that with some more uprights because people just want the uprights instead of the flat stones. Hmm. So anyway, yeah, we went down. We, we went morbid quick. We did. <laughs> uh, and where is? Are you in Washington? Uh, yeah. So because my wife worked right. for Washington City, and we lived there for nineteen years. She bought when the prices. I think she got them for like two hundred bucks or yeah. something. And they're they're a lot more than that now. Oh, yeah, like three times that or something. So right. I, I'm I don't know what the price. They're, is right they're now. not cheap. I know that. Yeah. And if you're not a resident, it's more expensive. But yeah, I, I uh, my brother is buried up in New Harmony. He never lived there, but that's where my parents lived for 14 years. And so that when he died, they buried him up there. And uh, I honestly don't know where my mom was cremated, so she doesn't have a. Burial and a lot of people are doing yeah. that now too, because it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, it is. It's cheaper. And uh, you know what? She's most of her ashes are in an urn in my on my dad's in my dad's living room. So, yeah. uh, I, I she, honestly, that was not neither one of those were the reasons for her. She didn't want to, as silly as it sounds, my mom did not want to be in a box forever. Hey, there are people yeah. that are like that. I yeah. mean, they're like, nope, I'm claustrophobic. That's I, how there's, she was. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way she wouldn't take an elevator. She wouldn't go through a one, you know those automatic car washes. Yeah. If she if we were going through one, she would jump out and wait on the other side for us. So, so I'm going to D.C. the end of of March, and I taught my parents into going with me. They've never been, and there's mm-hmm. so much history in D.C. And I bet you anything, there's no way I could get them on a subway. No, <laughs> no, they're I'm both claustroph- claustrophobic. They call it, the worst thing is when they call it the tube. Yeah, I'm going to get on the tube. No, I'm not getting in a tube. <laughs> there's no. No, I, got, I got a text earlier for a question for you, and I'm because I, I run the impossible question of the day through this text line too. I have like you know 50 responses, so I'm sorting through these 50 responses trying to find the one that was intended for you. Ah, I think I found it. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, during okay, so uh, this is for Michelle Randall. Uh, during a town hall in Washington County Water uh, Conservancy District General Manager Zach Renstrom, right. a friend of ours. 
uh, presented a graphic that showed at the current rate, without any measures to prevent it, the demand for water in Washington County will exceed the supply by 2028. So question is to the mayor, were you aware of Zach's assessment? And if not, why not? And if you are, are there, are there anything you can do about it? Very much aware of Zach's assessment. And we, Zach has a great plan in place that will get us out probably 15 years so, and I touched on this in my state of the city. St. George City has the wastewater treatment facility. So all the waste from Ivins, Washington, Santa Clara, and St. George go to that facility down south of Bloomington. Mm-hmm. And all that water is is treated to make it um, usable. usable for... Uh, agriculture secondary, so secondary yeah. water for for watering what we need and so st george has purchased property um it's called graveyard wash it's up by santa clara behind their power plant off of sr18 and that'll hold 1200 um, acre feet of reuse water you can take reuse water and let's say we pump it over to um uh, not Sand Hollow, the other one. Quail. Quail, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you can mix it with quail. You can run it through their treatment plant. And there, there are ways to make your reuse water potable if you have to. But if we were I think just... You, I think the word you used last time was icky, though. Uh, last time you were on the show for that. <laughs> but if we were to just take so much of that reuse water and mm-hmm. just use it outdoors and yeah. get everybody hooked up to that f- for outdoor watering, all of the culinary water we could save would be astronomical. It's a game changer, right? A, a, a complete game changer. Um so I, would, I had a meeting with Scott Taylor, and Scott Taylor is our water manager, and I'm going to make him come on the radio with me, maybe next time. Yeah. But he was telling me... I think I know Scott, but anyway, keep going. Yeah, he's great. Um, so we used 400 million gallons of water less from, 20 in, from in 2022 than we did in 2021. 400 million gallons less. Even though we have way more people. Even though we did 1,300 new connections. Wow. And that's just for St. George. And, that, and, and is that the conservation? That is because of conservation. Hmm. Yeah. People are really taking it seriously. And we've, you know, the demand, if you're a new home builder or if you're a new developer, a developer mm-hmm. you, there's some really strict standards there. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Um, the The other thing too is is the you know the new reservoirs that are coming online yep. slowly, not not quickly enough, you know. And as as Zach would say, but that that will also help quite a bit. In fact, he said Warner Valley is going to be all reuse water, all reuse water, and that if you went down to our wastewater treatment plant today and you saw the amount of water we're treating that we can't store. And guess what? It goes out this big pipe into the Virgin River. Down River. Down River. We're sending it down to Lake Mead. And if we can just capture all of that and keep it for ourselves, we're going to be in great shape. So the the idea that we're going to be out of water in in five years is not necessarily true. If we didn't do anything. If If we didn't do anything, it would be true. But we are doing things. We are doing things. And we're... Every city is on board to to work hard to make that happen.
All right, if you want to talk with Mayor Randall or I, you can call 673-5890. Got a few texts that we're going to get to, too. The the hard thing about texts, and I will get to as many as I can, but I have to kind of, because they're coming in, I have to kind of read them live as we're going, and I never know what they're going to be, but I try to pre-read them. It's a a weird talent to try to read ahead while you're reading currently. But here's one. Uh, Good morning, Mayor. Are there any uh, updates on the west side parking in the deceleration lane on River Road south of Brigham Road? The signs will be going up hopefully within the next two weeks. No parking signs. Okay. So... I so, just, they, they sent me a picture. There's cars clearly parked there. Yes. And kids trying to get on the bus, and there's, they have to go between cars I, to get to the I bus. I talked and, to our public works director this morning to ask him where we were on that. And Dave Terry is our manager over things like that. So he reached out to Dave, and that's what Dave told me. So Somebody said they were going to spread their ashes uh, because they love this show so much. They're going to spread their ashes in front of KDXU's offices. So. <laughs> I'm touched, although I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm excited about that part of it, but uh, thank you. Uh, okay, uh, Mayor, how much of the, the Agenda 2021 and Agenda 2030 has been incorporated into St. George City future plans? Uh, does that make sense to you? None that I know of. Okay. I don't, yeah. Okay. Uh, next one, uh, with the 700 South Freeway exit plan, is the city planning to widen 700 South to four lanes from Bluff to River Road? It has been a bottleneck to 700 East to Bluff for years. Any thoughts on we that? We would have to. If, if that <clears throat> interchange goes through, we will widen it to four lanes. And hopefully... Well, when you say if, the, the, before we get to that part... I mean, is it you, an if, or is it a probably, or is it a maybe, or is it a no? I don't know. My guess is it is yes. It's going to happen. Because sometime. it's UDOT. You remember, so your wife's worked in Washington forever. She mm-hmm. was there during all of those discussions for, yeah, for UDOT uh, yeah. and their interchange over there going uh-huh. off onto that Main was, Street. That was painful, yes. It's painful. Uh-huh. And I feel for those neighbors and those businesses. And if sure. I, was, I was in charge, I'd say no. But you also look at UDOT's um, projections in the backup on the freeway, and that's also scary too, but... Can, yeah. What can we do that doesn't bring an interchange right off into a neighborhood? And so we're just really not we've, – we've given our input, and we have said – they've given us like four scenarios. And, of course, we're going to choose this scenario with the very least impact to the mm-hmm. neighborhood and the businesses. But ultimately, I wish it wasn't going to happen. And Washington's hasn't even started yet, right? They're just just getting just going barely. right now. I mean, just and yeah, so, digging. And so, you know, you're looking at years off before that yeah. happens because yeah. all of the studies they have to go through and everything else. But, yes, uh, 700 South would become four lanes. Hmm, that, and that's why you've seen a lot of people. That's been a rumor for so many years that you've seen a lot of the homes put in the circular drives. Oh, because they've always they knew it was coming. Someday. They've always heard that it would be four lanes and they wouldn't be able to park there. You know, something like this happening, and and first of all, I wanted to ask you: uh, Is UDOT a bully in, in things like? Do they come in and say, you don't, whether you like it or not, this is happening? Uh, that, that's my first question. My second one is: It seems like to me this will is a major dynamic change to St. George City to put one there. If you'll address those two things, first of all, does UDOT come in and say? Like it or not, it's happening. Nobody, 
since I've been the mayor and have had more close interactions with UDOT, they haven't been a bully. And they've been good to come to us and say, you know, this is on the horizon, this is what's happening, and this is the reason why. If we don't do this, then at exit 6, which is the boulevard Mm -hmm. exit, you're going to have cars backed up onto onto 80 75 mile an hour freeway yes and that is an extreme danger and so we have to find a way to mitigate that down when they were redoing um bluff and sr18 right there yeah yeah, right up to flyovers and things Mm -hmm. there was a whole different plan and it was really going to affect sunset corner and different things and and we really really pushed back and said please 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 and they did listen to us on Hmm. that so, no, they're not bullies, but they, they're just trying to also, their job is to protect people on, on our freeways. Hmm. Interesting. I, 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 feel, I feel like sometimes, though, that they come in and they say, look, whether you like it or not, we're going to do this. And maybe bully wasn't the right word because it has such a negative connotation nowadays. But uh, sometimes they come in and say, look, this is the reality of things. It's going to happen. Yeah. And then they'll ask for your input to, okay, given that you know it's going to happen, how can you make it maybe not as bad as it could be? They've had several public meetings, and I know the people that live down there, you know, if if I had a home down by Morningside, Morningside Park, mm-hmm. I'd be devastated. Yeah. I would. And and that's a part of St. George history, that area. It is. It's a part of who we have been for... Forever. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that subdivision, Morningside, it, it was here when I moved here in 78. Wow. And, you know, it was, it was quite a prestigious... Isn't that where Larkin grew up, Jeremy? Yep, yeah. that's where Jeremy grew up. Yep, yeah. his parents and... And uh, Danielle Larkin's in-laws had a home down there. And and um, so I, I do. My heart goes out to those people. And I, I hear from them all the time. And I wish I had a magic wand to say, it's not going to happen. We're, we're going to, UDOT's going to do something different. But that's like me telling the governor, nope, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this. Yeah. I understand. All right, we've got to get a commercial break in. We come back, we'll take some phone calls. We will also uh, take some answer some texts. And I want to ask uh, Michelle Randall about, I spent four days in Logan. I, I went to college in Logan, uh, spent four days there. It's changed, obviously. I mean, I was, I was there in like 91 was the last year I was there. So, uh, But Logan has one big giant main drag and everything revolves around main street in logan so i was going to ask the mayor about what she thinks about that because st george isn't the boulevard used to be kind of be it here but the boulevard now was it's, it. it's not anymore no. i mean it is a main drag but it's one of the main drags not yeah. the main drag so well, we'll talk about that and the fact that logan has by the way a hobby lobby and a sam's club i and know a, uh, for crying out loud so and, and a winco i love winco they they have one of those too it's but. really frustrating <laughs> we'll be right back after this. A touch of conservatism, a dash of attitude, and a pound of truth. Only on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Happy Thursday to you. It's 937. Michelle Randall, the esteemed mayor of esteemed, you're esteemed, Michelle, of St. George City is with me today. Thanks for coming on. I always appreciate it. You're so very welcome. I tried to get her, I, and I, I harped on her about it for about like a year. Could, can you come on twice a month? And she's like, ah, and you never did. <laughs> so... 
I'll, I'll, I'll keep asking. Maybe someday you'll. That's how I got my wife to marry me. I asked her like 8,000 times. She finally said, okay. Yeah. You know, all right. I'll do it. Whatever. I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I got a text here. It says, uh, uh, sewer covers. They don't like the fact that they're not flush with the uh, asphalt and they feel like it's a bumpity bump, especially in their low profile vehicle. Any thoughts on that? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. The, the thing to, if you are not from here, if you come to this town and you have a low profile vehicle, uh, we have a lot of like the gutters, like when you turn from one road to another, oft times have a pretty low gutter because we've got to have drain off. It doesn't rain here very often, but or snow melt very often. But when it does, we've got to have those gutters in there for drain off. So I think it would be hard to have a very low profile vehicle here, but there's not really anything we can do about it. No. And, you know, to replace a complete road, people have no idea the expense involved in that, like they're doing on, on Dixie Drive right now. And those that pothole over there is probably pretty flush with the road but older roads and wear and tear and you try and do your best but i'll pass it along to scott taylor but i'm I'm not sure there's a lot he can do about it i will say this uh, and i've been here since like 93 so maybe probably about 30 years uh there are fewer potholes in saint george washington county in general than anywhere else I've ever lived in my life. Exactly. So. I, I've been up to Salt Lake a lot, and um, I, I just don't know. I, I can't imagine the calls their mayor gets because there's potholes everywhere mm. and sidewalks crumbling, and, and um, here we would hear about it. Well, and, and the other thing, too, worth considering is we don't have railroad, railroad tracks here. Every town I've lived in until St. George had railroads, and some of those were some really uh, gut wrenchers, some belly washers. I mean, these were big old, you know, tracks that you had to cross over. And luckily we don't get um, snow. You know, that always... That's true. Contributes to your potholes. Uh, You know, up in Salt Lake, they fixed that. They said instead of fixing potholes, they just put signs up that say, there's going to be potholes here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm serious. That was the answer. I'm like driving through Salt Lake last week, and they're like, rough road ahead. I'm like, what do you mean rough road? We'll fix it. Uh, I guess they might. uh, Have you ever gone up north where they're not doing some kind of road construction? There's always always something. Always. Let's go to Jim in line one. Jim, thanks for holding on. What's up? Uh, good morning, Mayor Randall. Thank you so much for making yourself available. And I, I agree with Andy. It would be nice to have you on twice, uh, twice uh-huh. as much. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's start a let's start a rally here. <laughs> Had a question for you with regards to lessons learned from this most recent uh, most recent budget. Um, that not only St. George, but other other cities had to go through and, and the prioritization of services. And, and what I'm talking about specifically is, let's say that we uh, uh, categorized all of our essential services like fire and police and the must-haves, and then uh, parks and rack in the wants category or needs category. Or wants to you know less right. less priority if we if we created the budget that way so that all of our essential services were being fulfilled first, and if there was any shortfall, it would be down in the essential services wouldn't that make a lot more sense than what occurred 
this past budget uh, time frame? So that's, yes, it would. And this, this budget process that we're currently in right now, we have done different than in the nine years I've been on the city council or mayor. And we brought a consultant in from, from Texas and went through, we've had two full day, but two nine hour budget meetings that were really excellent. So there are 34 new positions being asked for in this budget. 14 of those at the police department, 12 with the fire department. And then you have your public works department, which is up there with essentials. People want good streets and traffic lights and, and all those things that we're talking about. And, and then you do get down to parks. And so last year, when we didn't pass the tax increase, we had to go through with a fine tooth comb and, and cut out things from the budget to help fund Safe St. George. Some of those things that we cut out were from the parks budget. One of those items was a playground in South Bloomington Hills. The playground was so old it was starting to injure the children that played on the playground. So the parks department had asked for a replacement playground. It was like $150,000. And we, we cut that. And they had to remove the playground equipment so the children weren't getting injured anymore. Well, because that playground equipment was removed, that park all of a sudden became a great drug hub. And just as of yesterday, we've put up four lights in that park. And because wrap taxes came in higher than we projected, we always project on the conservative side, we were able to do a budget opening to order playground equipment for that park to get new playground equipment in there. It'll be here April 1st, and it'll take them a couple weeks to get in there. But I heard from almost every neighbor in South Bloomington Hills, what have you done? Not only were a bunch of drug deals going on in that park because the equipment was removed and people weren't going there now, but there was a shooting, and it was a drug deal gone wrong, and it was young like youth under the age of 17 that came up on a car. Somebody caught it on their ring camera and the guy was there to sell them drugs and they came up and just started firing at the car. You should see the car. We got pictures of the car and it was unbelievable. So some of those things are quality of life issues. And, and a point I made in this last budget meeting was, uh, Instead of just focusing, so you can pay for new parks with park impact fees. You cannot pay for replacement park equipment with park impact fees. That has to come out of a general budget. But we have like 12 older parks in need of new park equipment. And so we're going to have to go through and say, can we do one this year and one next year? Or how are we going to do that? But Yes, we always want to put public safety first, and, and they're first on our list, and hopefully we c- to add that many positions, it's, it's expensive. You know, you're, you're going to add instantly over $2 million to your general fund um, with that many positions, but we're working through it, and we'll continue to, hopefully nobody will notice that anything has been cut or taken away that will continue to be a safe and clean city and also have that quality of life aspect that people love here. 
just as a follow-up and a suggestion with regards to funding, I, I remember when I was um, uh, Lieutenant Governor of Kiwanis Club 20-so years ago, we um, actually raised money for the express purposes of building parks. The city would provide the, the land, and we would pay for the uh, playground equipment. And um, as far as the uh, ball diamonds and, and all the recreational places that we have in town, it's sometimes tough to even use those as a local. Um, oftentimes they're being used by clubs or uh, events that are coming in from out of town. So my thought is why not raise the cost on them because those folks that are willing to drive two, three hundred miles to play softball or, or pickleball, you can raise the prices on them and it wouldn't it wouldn't affect them. We and then lean on the lean on the um, the five oh one C threes and the other charities out there that are looking for a good cause, you know, put the word out that you, you do need some playground um, equipment upgrades and, and ask for money in that respect. That way you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, very good suggestions, and I appreciate that. And we do have we do have a lot of service organizations that reach out to us, um, and and they're wonderful, and we appreciate them so much. And we did raise our fees last year um, for non residents that use our fields, so that okay, cool. it makes it more expensive. All right, thank you, thank you, Jim, for calling. Thank you, Michelle, for the. Uh, answer. I had a, another text here. And again, if you want to call and talk with the mayor, we certainly welcome your phone calls at 435-673-5890. That's like 890 KDXU. So 673 uh, Long text here. I'll, I'm not going to summarize too much because it's uh, actually a little, maybe slightly out of my league, but I'll let you see if it's in your league. Uh, local leaders need to research Agenda 2021, Agenda 2030, and ESG credit scores. These represent methods by which the WEF, I don't know what that is even. Do you know what that is? I don't either. Okay. And similar groups are working to sidestep constitutional means of representative government. Uh, I should have summarized, I guess, uh, because this is a pretty long. Uh, as these come to fruition, the voice of the people and local lawmakers will have little or no influence as a world body shut down economies and freedoms guaranteed by the Bill of Rights in the name of climate change and other Marxist uh, agendas. So... Any thoughts on that? Or um, I've heard of ESG and Agenda 21. I'm not real familiar with Agenda 30, and I just know that our city is not operating under any of those. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I hope we, yeah, hope we can stay away from that. I mean, there are people convinced, and certainly a lot of them are Glenn Beck listeners convinced, and, and that's nothing against Glenn Beck because he's a very successful man at what he does, but convinced that ESG is that that's what's going to determine the future for, right. for all of us. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't. And I, I think so many things change in a presidential election, too. Good with point. Agendas. Good point. Yep. All right. Commercial break and more with Michelle Randall right after this. This is Mark Levin, and you're listening to The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Stay tuned to KDXU for my show at 6 p.m. today. Thank you. The great one, Mark Levin. He'll be on later tonight on KDXU. I'm Andy Griffin. It is Mayor Thursday on the Andy Griffith. Griffith. I did it to myself. Andy Griffin Show. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wrote a story yesterday about the Andy Griffith. Oh, I've got a good, good trivia question for you. Andy Griffith show is Andy Griffith show older or younger than we are? Uh, and here's a hint. It's a tri- it's a trick question. Is it? It actually started before we did. But oh, really? It stayed on the air till sixty. It started in nineteen sixty. Stayed on the air till sixty eight. So it's both wow. older and younger than us. Wow. But, uh, uh, if you haven't heard, Mayor and I both had birthdays this week. Yeah. And uh, she is 29 again. And yeah. according to one commenter on Facebook, I'm 61. I'm not, <laughs> but that's what they thought. So that kind of hurt a little bit. Never have anybody but, guess your age. I didn't. They just, I'm the, let me guess, you're 61? I'm like, yeah, no, thanks. I am not 61. Golly. All right. Let's, so rude. Let's go to the phone lines. Bruce is on line one. Hi, Bruce. What's up? Hey, um, I'm calling to see if uh, uh, the mayor can clarify on 2450 East Park. Mm-hmm. They're doing some grading, and it looks like it could be the shape of a splash pad. Is that is that what's happening there? Uh, sorry to disappoint you if that's what you want there, but it's just it's new playground. It's for okay. a new playground. Um Splash pads are very, very pricey. Are they? They hmm. they really are. Um, probably about a million or more for wow. a splash pad. Really? Yeah, hmm. yeah. So it'll it's new playground equipment. Hopefully, um, your neighborhood will enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sorry. Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Uh, another text uh, regarding water, and I'm going to summarize because last time I tried to read it, it took me 10 minutes. But uh, b- basically, was uh, th- the question was, do you foresee a future in which we will be using reuse water as potable, potable, drinkable water? I hope not. Hope not. But people are doing it, and it's working. And if that's... They do it in Vegas, don't they? Th- they, they do... To some extent, yes. Okay. Um, but it is it is the answer to the future. And quickly on water, I, I was telling Andy off break, um, our water manager, Scott Taylor, yesterday sent out an email that um, as of yesterday, the snow water equivalent at Kolob is 31.8 feet. And wow. at Guts Peak is 18.5 feet. And these sites are what we use to evaluate the Virgin River and Santa Clara runoff. And so Kolob is at 193% of normal and Guts Peak is at 261% of normal. So we almost, haven't, almost double and almost triple. Yes, two, we haven't double. seen snow packs <clears throat> like this in a very long time. Now everybody needs to I was going to say it's a good news, bad news, it's right, Michelle? It's a good Michelle? news, bad news. So we need to pray for a mild. cool, yeah. mild spring and a mild runoff. If all of a sudden we get temperatures warm up and we get rain on top of that snow, we could have 2005, 2010 floods all over again. Oh, man, we don't want that. No, uh, we do not. Uh, and I was going to ask you about that. You know, it seems like to me you can go around town here and there are houses built in areas that, if you remember, they probably weren't here. But if you remember 18 years ago, oh, yes. that was there was a lot of water in there where that house is now. Uh, are, how how aware are people of these things when they come and build there? Is there a duty to by the city or by the builder to say, just so you know, it could flood? Well, and and also by the feds, you have a, a LOMAR that 
tells you where your floodplain is and your flood zone and and you can't build within those certain things but as we all know the river changes when Mm -hmm. when it's flooding the river really changes the only the only good thing is since 2005 and 2010 they've done a lot of of riprap and different things to the riverbanks to try and keep that water shore up a little bit yeah. yeah inside we know, at least we should know, if you remember geology from high school, uh, the water will seek the path of least resistance. Exactly. And it's always going to flow downhill. And between those two things, I mean, you know, and, and really the only way to find that path is for the water to do it, you know, because we may think everything's perfect, and then the water will come, and all of a sudden it's going down this one channel that we didn't even think was going to make it. And, and what's terrible is when you get that quick runoff because mm-hmm. of floods, you're not capturing that water, a lot of that water, because it it's not it's going outside your pipes that you have piped to catch all the runoff, and you're getting silt and all kinds of debris in with it, and so it just becomes. We just need a a nice, cool, gradual spring warm up. Yes, we and then do. we'll be then. Our, I bet our reservoirs are all completely full. When Zach was on a couple of weeks ago, I said, uh, "So if we're in the 80s in March," and he looked at me like. 80s in March. Like, bite your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. He said, if we're in the 80s in March, we're in trouble. We're in huge trouble. That's what he said. And and I realize now, and that was end of February, I realize now we're two days into March. Yeah, it shouldn't be 80. And today it's going to be 53. So that's... Yeah, and I looked and, you know, there's a day that it's going to be 60, but then it's going to drop back down to like 48. And if we can just kind of go on that track, we're going to be be good for, for summer. Uh, Mayor, is this is a text. Mayor, is the city or county doing any cleanup to the rivers or riverbanks to prepare for runoff? Yes, we're always in the river um, taking out tamarisk and all that good stuff. That Okay. Yep. And we have a flood control um, board that I sit on also that looks at all of that. Rick Rosenberg is an engineer, mayor from Santa Clara, and is great to have on that flood control authority and we put money into doing all of that a lot we've used up our time real quick somebody had a question is there a new building on uh, oh now i lost it new building on uh snow canyon parkway i know there's a new there's a grocery store going digby's digby's yeah i don't know if that's the one they're talking about we're out of time thanks mayor for coming on today you're welcome